you for bringing your awesome van over here too. Mm. That's pretty, oh. pretty sweet. Mm. Let me just get some foley for later. Yeah, we always need either sounds of Colin belching or eating, <coughs> moving his dad noises, Christian dad noises. <laughs> oh, look at my Bible. <laughs> we just figure that will be more approachable if we're somewhat gross. Like, like, oh, relatable. Yeah. I burp too. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. All right. You ready to start, Zach? Yeah. Let's do it. Cool. I'm Zach. And I'm Colin. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the Houseplants Podcast. Podcast. We are here to talk about music. music. Media, yeah. uh, and the yeah, mission the of Jesus. Jesus, and much more. And uh, we also have a special guest with us again today. We're back to the uh, the old uh, threes, a magic number. Yeah. Say hi, Jason Rowe. Hello, world. Jason Where Rowe. Three or more are gathered. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've heard somewhere that three times nine is 27, three times eight is 24. Do you know this song? Should I keep going? Well, anyway, Zach, do you want to go ahead and do a worship song with me? You should not continue uh, with your schoolhouse rock thing. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> okay. <laughs> wow, this was really smooth. <laughs> that was really natural, wasn't it? Yeah. All right. All right, we're going to worship. Let's do it. The song's called Take Time to Be Holy. It's a classic hymn. Shall be fair. 
back to the old school hymns and whatnot. Fun times. Very awesome. All right. As I knock my light over. We're having some weird technical problems today, but you know what we're going to do about it? We're going to pray to God. Because it's the most awkward podcast setup I think we've ever had. Zach, ask me like a like a question you like. Ask me what you would do in like a certain situation. Ask me like a tough question. What would you do if you had a church history two test followed by a Hebrew test and you uh, didn't study for it? Let at me all. stop you right there. Pray to God. Yeah, there you go. Sorry. All right. So first. Hi, Jason. Hey, Jason. How are you doing, guys? Doing good. We're here with Jason Rowe. Uh, Jason is a really good friend of mine and uh, a recent but I hope good friend of Zach's as well. He is a uh, what Brian Duncan would define as an elder of uh, Center Church. I would call him like a co-pastor, but uh, I understand uh, that we're kind of like chilled out over there at Center. So Jason Rowe, chill dude. It's true. (laughs) But um, Jason, would you care to pray for us really quick before we get going? Sure. Father God, we come to you just thankful that uh, we're able to preach your word, that we're able to study it, and that uh, uh, you live in our lives, Lord, that we're touched Mm -hmm. by your spirit. We pray that uh, you just be with us today as we're doing this podcast. Uh, We just pray over the technical difficulties that we're seeing. And uh, Lord, just help this to change lives of people. And uh, let the church be edified and you be glorified from it. All this we pray in Christ's name. Amen. 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 Thank you. That's a great prayer. So um, a few things before we get uh, talking to Jason. I mean, we're talking about uh, a certain subject. And it's funny because these technical issues are kind of burning me out a little bit. Yeah. And that's what's funny (laughs) is the subject matter is about getting burned out a little bit by uh, all the stuff that's going on in your life. And uh uh, the pressures and the stress. And uh, I really like in the song, that's the reason why I picked this song, is because um, at each step of the uh, verses, it talks about take time to be holy in the different situations. So in, in verse one, take time to be holy, speak oft with thy Lord. So take time to be holy and speak to God. Make sure you talk to God. And then it's an verse, important one to get in there. Verse two, take time to be holy. The world rushes on, spend much time in secret. With yeah. Jesus alone, like it says in Matthew. And then in verse three, take time to be holy. Let him be thy guide. Right. And run not before him, whatever betide. Um, so let him kind of lead you in, you know, and take right. time to let God lead. And then fourth, which is maybe closest to what we're talking about today is take time to be holy. Be calm in thy soul. Each thought and each motive beneath his control. And yeah. so like uh, taking captive every thought. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so uh, that's that's pretty much uh, a, a good stepping stone to what we're talking about yeah. today. But before we get really deep in that subject matter, let's talk to Jason, because Jason is our special guest today. And we're really excited to have him. So, Jason, let me ask you something. OK, OK. How many windows are there <laughs> in the Empire State Building? All of them. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, That was our impromptu tough question to loosen things up. Okay, so uh, Jason, tell us. It doesn't burn you out, Jason. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us about yourself, man. Okay, uh, a little bit about myself. Grew up in Winchester, Kentucky, home of A late. And yeah. uh, Oh, yeah. And uh, at a young age, uh, came to the Lord at a Church of Christ and uh, was there for a long time and uh, through. I think I would say wrong teaching, maybe just of some of the people that I was 
dealing with. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, Which can happen in any denomination. Oh, it happens. Exactly. Yeah. It I'm not, happens I'm not every day. Specifically. Yeah. Um, ended up taking off from God for a while, and I was running like a wild man from him. And mm. so uh, ended up joining the, joining the Marine Corps, went in there for six years, uh, lived up to a lot of the stereotypes that Marines have. <laughs> um, but during this time is actually a very pivotal time. Um, I tell people one of the best things that ever happened to me is I left the church because I started reading the Bible and thinking about what it said rather than just listening to what yeah. people said it said. Yeah. And so it was that time kind of alone with just me and God that yeah. I started reading the Bible and saying, what does this really mean? So and when you dr- say you, you walked away from God in the church, were you saying I'm putting my beliefs on hold? Or well, I, I could never, I could never say there was not a God, and I was sure. So the, that was me too, the, even when my lowest points. Yeah, the, the church I grew up in. One of the people told me, and I was an adolescent. I mean, I'm a yeah. kid. Um, they told me that if I were like crossing the highway and I didn't see the Mack truck coming, <laughs> and I yelled a curse word before I died, I was going to go to hell because I had unrepentant sin. Right. So that's <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's so, a little harsh. Well, that's sad. Oh yeah. yeah. And so, uh, yeah. and, and I'm not saying that's the teaching of the church, but that the people that were leading some of the youth yeah. at that time, that's what that they was told their me. understanding. And so, uh, as a teenager, I knew I couldn't keep up with that. And I said, well, if I'm going to hell, I'm going to have a good time. And cause I figured hell's <laughs> yeah. hell. I'm going to, I'm going to run from God, but I could never, I could never deny him. I still yeah. felt shame and guilt for my sin. But after a long time of being in the Marine Corps and uh, reading the Bible when I could, I ended up coming back to God. I I could not resist. I I knew I had to give up. I had to stop running. And I kind of felt like the prodigal son. I really did come back and uh, was remorseful. And so I ended up getting involved with a a church in Lexington. Uh, I got involved with youth ministry probably before I should have, because I think people (laughs) should know more than what I did um, when I did. But uh, it was a good thing. I actually learned a lot from some of the boys and still stay in touch with them. Um, Ended up working at Lexmark. Uh, I went to UK when I got out of the Marines. Yeah. Um, That's one good thing about going into the Marines is that college... uh, a little help there, or at least that's uh, what I know. Very, very little. The Marine oh, Corps, okay. The Marine Corps <laughs> yeah. does not want you to join because you want a free education. Yeah. So they give you the bare minimum of sure. a GI Bill. I'm purposely. sure that would be surprising to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's. I only said that because that's what I've heard. I didn't actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I've been told. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so. That's interesting. Um, well, I, I'm glad that um, you had some kind of draw, at least even through that time that you say you were wandering and, and God is always calling us back. Right. Yeah. So. It's, it stinks too, because, um, I, I know there was like that mentality when I first became a Christian where people would say, Oh, the only reason people aren't Christian is because they've had something terrible happen sure. to them or, and, and because of that. But what I find more often is like your story, Somebody who is a Christian who that person looked up to and said, oh, this is what a Christian is or is representing. And that person represented Christianity in a bad way, mm-hmm. which drove that person to yeah. feel that it was a hypocritical situation or something like yeah. uh, I have a close friend of mine who and I won't say who, but um, they said that a person 
who claimed to be a Christian, he watched them like just tear apart a yeah. Mormon in like a parking lot. Like just you're dumb, this and that. Like you don't have anything figured out. And they saw that and they were like, hmm, this is what Christianity is. And it's like, you know, yeah. uh, uh, theology yeah. really, it really does matter. And that's one reason I think you should study and, uh, and, and really understand what the Bible is saying before you go tell other people. I yeah. agree. Yeah. Um, there was a episode we had, I think you would really enjoy talking to one of our guests, uh, Jake Lee. He is very analytical like yourself. Um, and he's very studied and he, uh, has a lot of fun, like uh, kind of revealing something. And, uh, uh, we talked about this idea of like theology versus like action. And uh, of course the answer to that is both like so many things, <laughs> both <laughs> but, and. but um, so often in communities, one, one community will focus towards yeah. only theology and won't do anything. And one community will do a lot of action. And then what they're doing isn't necessarily representing the church. Well, yes. And so, so you kind of have to discount large sections of the Bible to only focus on one thing, one right. thing. Yeah. And yeah. that was another episode we had was, uh, only focusing on a certain, <laughs> yeah, yeah. we've gone through all of that stuff, but I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we're bringing it back. Cause, uh, cause now that Jason's Go here, listen we, to him. Now I know Jason that, um, you are, well, I want to hear about your ministries, but you just touched on something that's also a, a passion of yours, which is, uh, scripture, like certain, like, uh, what do you call it? Specialty scripture study, that kind of thing. Right. Yes. So um, what, what kind of stuff are you doing? So uh, years ago at work, we've been doing a Bible study for probably 17 years now. Wow. And we have still not made it all the way to the Bible. So we study it very slow. We've got several different denominations represented. And that was really yeah. good because you you end up hearing other people's arguments for, sure. yeah. for why they, like why the Presbyterian Church does infant baptism. And I never understood, and I thought it was horrible. And once I heard why they did it, I was like, okay, I don't agree with it, but I, I get what you're trying to do. Sure. So, but learned a lot from it. But uh, one of the things we decided to do was take a couple of weeks and study end times. And we were going to try to say, hey, how does the end times play out? When's the rapture occur? And so as I dove into it, I I remember sitting down and putting a point on my paper saying, here is the rapture. Now, how does all this lay out? And as an engineer, I said, I would never, never look at an engineering problem this way. I would go look at the, the facts, yeah, draw a conclusion, and then see how I can use yeah. the scripture to support it and uh, make a theory. I'm a more analytical guy in that way, too. I uh, Early on, I had that whole like skeptic yeah. mind thing. And so... I had like millions of questions for my pastor. Yeah. I said, I said, uh, so at the time it was Jake Lee that that guy told you about our, for one of our first guests. And I was like, listen, okay, you say this, but I did some thinking and I did some reading in the Bible and how did dinosaurs get to be here? That's not a God's image. And you know, it's like, and he's just like, where, where did you get all these questions from? But I'm like, I need to know. I need to like way study down there this with thing. the dinosaur bones. Yeah. Like um, a dog that returns to his vomit. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Don't make the same mistake twice. But this thing you're telling me doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah, so, so, you know, just Proverbs, you know, that's basically all you need. So, so, uh, <laughs> so, I, so I end up starting the study and after two weeks, I am more confused because before I had started, oh, yeah. I listened to yeah. all the guys I believed in this pre-tribulation rapture and a lot of good guys believe it. I mean, a lot of good Christians that, that solid Christians believe yeah. in a, in a pre-tribulational rapture. 
And after studying it for two weeks and looking at it more objectively, I told the guys, I said, I can't present. I said, I'm more confused now than ever. And yeah. But I continued to study. And I, I can't remember... I'm a horrible, what do they call it? A navigator. Mm -hmm. So I end up having to take down all these notes on what I believed and why I believed in which scripture supported uh -huh. it. And so those notes turned into pages, pages yeah. turned into what essentially was like a chapter. And now I've got, it's, it, if I published, it'd be about yeah. 200, close to 300 pages. Oh man. Wow. Um, but through That's that exciting. time, Oh yeah. Yeah, it really is. And, uh, completely reversed my opinion on the way the end times. I, I went huh. from a pre-trib rapture to a, you know, a, a post-trib rapture. Huh. So I, I and you up, had to explain the actual terminology of that to me a right. few weeks ago. I was like, what are you guys talking I, about? I really like that this came out of uh, humility, honestly, on your part. You know, you, you decided I'm going to study it. I'm going to look at what the Bible actually says. I'm going to be open to hearing from it and like gathering the facts. Right. And so you had to come to grips at some point and say, maybe I don't know as much as I think that I did. That's you always, know, a I think all of us great, have to do that at some point. <laughs> that's always <laughs> a know? great place to be yeah. as a Christian. I feel like be like, yeah. wait a minute. I don't know everything. Yeah. Yeah. I need to take a step back and be humble and I read this you, again. You need to be able to do that. Yeah. to be able to wrestle with scripture and really kind of grasp it. So you're uh, 300 pages in. It's about 300, yeah. Oh wow. And you're still working on this thing. Uh, right now I'm I'm kind of <laughs> Well, you know, I have talked to publishing companies yeah. and so I gave showed them what I had and so they said if it were a published book in a standard 6 by 9 format, they said it'd be about 275. Okay, that's, that's not bad. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean we're not we're not writing an epic novel over here. Like two hundred seventy five yeah. pages is enough. Like yeah. for me, I'd be I'd be <laughs> I'd be like, whoa, hundred pages, man. I need to take a break. Yeah. <laughs> and one of the one of the key principles with this is that if you if you believe all scripture is inerrant, that means there has to be some way everything goes together yeah. and does not contradict. It all sure. agrees and it all supports one another. And you know, so, it's funny that that seems like it should be an obvious thing for most Christians. But I'm the more we ask these questions on social media, the more I'm finding out that nobody well, like really goes there. Everybody has their own opinion. They all, the, everything is maybe very not all of them have looked at the whole of Scripture. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. Like the problem is that if you pick and choose, first of all, and you say this is true, but I'm not so yeah. sure about this. The, the next step in that thought process is maybe the whole Bible isn't true because <laughs> <Yeah>. if something <laughs> contradicts, then like, what you know, yeah. you can't just remove it and say, oh, the rest is fine. Like it's a piece of sand in a pearl. That's what I say. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. But you got to you got to do the work of um, exegeting if you want the, uh, you know, the big word, but really <laughs> and, just interpreting and understanding. And you're going to Asbury. So you have just a, a right. little bit of that. Yeah. Well, I've seen people. um kind of give an example of what they do when they're doing like their PhD thesis or whatever. And what you do is you, you go in and you take a small slice of scripture. They call it a pericope. It's like a handful of verses. That's and the 10 cent word for the day. Yeah. yeah. See, uh, this is all of this, this entire when I first saw <laughs> When I first saw an assignment where I had to pick a pericope, pericope, pericope. <laughs> yeah. I thought it said pick a periscope. <laughs> no, Ma, but they, Ma Pahajit, Majapahit. Is that from Civ Six? <laughs> yeah. Um, so there. So you you'll say um, here's an expository issue 
I don't know what the scripture means by this. Here's the four possibilities that I came up with. Um, but it could be other things. And then you look at, uh, you look at the Greek or the Hebrew and you look at, um, all the evidence kind of surrounding it. And you say, Hmm, I think out of these four, this is probably the best possibility. There's a lot of times where you can't completely say a hundred percent. Yeah. But you can say what I know about the rest of scripture, this seems to make the most sense. So, um, so Jason, would you say that this is still going to take us like a few years or do you say you're close to done? I would love to wrap it up soon. And actually when because I looked the end at times are coming, so. well, you know, and actually that was, the part, <laughs> yeah. I was like, man, I need to get this out here because there yeah. are people that, and it doesn't matter what you believe in the end times. If you're saved, you're going to be saved. And that's, you know, it, they're not you're turning not, away. You're like not a going millennialists at the door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not like you're going to go to hell because you don't believe that yeah. there's a rapture here or there, whenever. So it, it's not that big of a deal, but it's to help pre- edify and mm-hmm. prepare the church for what is coming. Because if you think that you think may end up point. thinking that you that you're left behind, yeah. that that all these horrible things are happening in the world, and you and then you start going, God, where are you? Yeah. I thought you were going to to watch over me. I thought we weren't going to suffer. Yeah, and I think it can make you doubt your faith. Sure. Um, But if you go into it prepared, I think spiritually, mentally, emotionally, it it helps us to get through those times. You know, if you look at the world right now, I mean, we have Christians daily getting slaughtered around the world. Yeah. And they are going through these tough times. And and you have it's better if you're prepared thinking that this may may come. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's. And there's a parallel there between what's going on right now and uh, kind of the early, you know. Uh, it, it, even the minor prophets that we were reading about, they have this kind of promise in the in the Old Testament, the Old Scripture, that God will come and kind of deliver that uh, promise of like kind of getting them out of their their rough time. And uh, I guess if you want to if you want to like really parallel that up, that's not. I mean, that's happened a few times in the Scripture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course, in the time of Moses, and then you know minor prophets many times <laughs> over yeah. and over, uh, leading up to Jesus, of course. But now we're back in that stage again, where we're kind of sitting here saying, "Okay, um, things are getting rough, God. Like, but yeah. we're gonna we're gonna remember what you wrote in the in the Scripture about when hold the promise. Hold. I mean, so yeah. that that's that's kind of. I mean, so it, it totally makes sense. Like we're holding on to that covenant, yeah. knowing that one day God will come and make everything right. It's gonna right. be awesome. So, so Jason, before we uh, kind of move into the topic again, like I'll just want to ask uh, real quick, you're doing uh, Center Church. How long have you been a part of that? Uh, we've done that for probably at least four years now. And uh, for people who don't know, it's a home church. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We, we did have a building for a while, and we realized that we've lost some of the things that we really liked about the, the church that we were. So we went back yeah. to meeting in homes. And a lot of things, um, when we left our previous church, there were a lot of problems going on. And I think it was God's providence. This guy runs into me at the vending machine at work. We get to talking. He said, man, yeah. I've read this awesome book you need to read called Pagan Christianity. And as I'm reading this thing, <laughs> I couldn't put it down first off, but then I ended up seeing all these things he's talking about in the book unfold in front of me. And so um, we should link it. Yeah, we'll, we'll link, we'll it, link in it in the description. description. 
you've talked a lot about that book and the words pagan Christianity makes me like cringe. I'm like, Oh, oh yeah. no. Yeah, but, I know. But I love it. I, but yeah. you've, you've explained to me what the book's about and it's, it's from what I hear, it's a very good read. So yeah, yeah. you guys should have called your church the vending machine. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, involved with center church, um, lead Bible studies at work. Uh, we, Great. we've had several, uh, Bible studies, uh, one like going for 17 years now. Um, other studies or other uh, ministries I've been involved with is uh, Answers in Genesis. My wife and I have tried to support. That's the ARC for people yeah, and the, the Creation, Creation Museum. Museum. Um, and and two reasons why I support it. A, um, it really taught me to trust Scripture. If you look at Answers in Genesis, they are really big about Scriptures and errant. And if it says this, uh huh. This is it, it's true, and so that's one reason. And then also, it, it's such a great witnessing tool, the Ark, especially because it draws Muslims, it draws Christians, it gra- j- draws Jews, yeah, it draws atheists because yeah. they just want to come and see what they is might want to come and talk about how yeah. dumb it is. But then at least they come there, and at least they're there, they yeah. get to see what's going yeah. on with them. Yep. <laughs> Um, I, I brought a handful of college students to the creation museum a few years back before the arc was finished. Um, and man, like it, it was exactly that. Like I'm sure like three, uh, two out of three of them were probably there to just make fun and like yeah. hang out and, and laugh at the stuff. But like they, they heard what the museum had to offer. I think they came away thinking about something at least. That's kind of our yeah. plan with this podcast too, is because we have actually a lot of atheist friends yeah. um, who are friends. I mean, they're not like our enemies anymore just because, you know, but uh, uh, hopefully, you know, one or two of them listen to the podcast and then they go like, you know what, maybe I ought to like re-examine. So, uh, but yeah, yeah so uh, we, we're going to talk about your work and stuff. Zach, tell us about what we're talking about today. What's our topic? Okay, so last week we talked about the Sabbath and why it's important for us to maybe take a break every seven days. I mean, craziness, right? Maybe every a day week, off every week. Which sometimes means seven years. Listen, I mean, that can be pretty <laughs> demanding. Um, our schedules can be demanding of us, and it can be hard to fit that Sabbath in, and especially if you work in ministry. Yeah. Um, so that leads into this is kind of like a part two. Uh, we're going to talk about burnout. We're going to like expand on that a little bit. We're yeah. still going to talk about the Sabbath a little bit and why it's important, obviously. But um, um, pastors, in my experience, people who work in ministry suffer from burnout really bad. I don't know if it's worse than everyone else, but um, the worst that that I know of, uh, just because their Sabbath is like taken up with stuff that it's like they're consumed by the happenings of church. And I think it has a lot to do. We talked a little bit last time about the expectations uh, that churches put on people. And so that, uh, that can just be, I mean, it can really harm a person to go that long and be stressed out. So we're not meant to be stressed out that long. No, we're not. And see, Mm -hmm. like one of the things I'll just, I'll just kind of add to that and, and we'll, we'll jump right in. But, um, a lot of bad stuff can happen when you start to feel negative things when you go to your ministry work. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, you start to resent 
being there. You start considering it as only an obligation. Yeah. Suddenly you're not connecting with God. The Holy Spirit's not involved. You, you start to, um, think of excuses of why not to go to church. Right. Like, uh, that all of that that I just said is describing myself with yeah, ministries yeah. that I've been in. And it's uh it's hard to connect when um <laughs> you know, when your emotions are not being cared for, you know. Right. And I mean it's yeah. the thing is too, you struggle with all of these um the uh, the duality of all these different thoughts. And yeah. uh, for me it's like, okay, well am I am I feeling this way because I'm doing something good for God and Satan's trying to like trip me up? Yeah. Or uh, am I, it, should I push through and, and continue to do this because I'm yeah. obligated to God? Um, is this, is this a me problem or is this like a situational problem? Like you'll, you'll fight with yourself yeah. thinking like, Oh, well it's probably something I'm doing. Uh, but there's, there's times when you just flat out get burned out. We're yeah. human beings. We have a finite amount of energy and a finite amount of thinking space right. before yeah. we just, we start going crazy. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's, I mean, that's a big thing. Yeah, it's huge. Um, so I don't know if you guys saw this, but the World Health Organization just recently declared burnout as an actual, uh, did they call it a disorder? I have it on my phone. <laughs> Is Medi- it really? No, not a disorder, a medical condition. So I'll link that, but um, I actually have this. The World Health Organization, or WHO, says burnout is a medical condition. Isn't that crazy? Well, yeah. So you can be diagnosed now with burnout. I can, I guess I can tell you you're burned out. I guess I could see that. Yeah. Cause, um, de- like de- there are, there are obviously chemical imbalances that lead to depression, but then there yeah. is also like depression that is like, uh, ca- causality of like something that sure that's you're dealing with and it can drag yeah. you down. So if why not have it a physical and mental thing in terms of burning out? It's something you're doing a lot. Right. Yeah. Do you, do you guys want to share? I mean, like I have plenty of burnout stories. Do you guys want to like share a story about a time you got really burned out? What do you think? So for me, um, it's, I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. You want to go first? No, no you perfect. go right ahead. You go okay. ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, so for me, it's like realizing that I'm feeling that way. Mm. I usually don't until I've been burned out you for pick a up while. On it. Yeah. Finally, I'll kind of listen to my heart a little bit and be like, right. Oh, uh, my emotions are telling me something, <laughs> but I, uh, I did do a lot of work. Um, I had several jobs all at once several years ago and, um, I was working for a campus organization as well as a church kind of doing all that all at the same time. And, um, I was kind of wrapping up that internship, uh, with the campus ministry. And I just realized that I had just spent myself, um, and so we went on a retreat at the end of the spring semester. And I just remember sitting there um, by the lake at the camp center that we went to. And I was just like, I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> I literally can't. My brain won't work anymore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and so that was kind of like, yeah, um, I'm Sorry. needing to pair back just a little bit. All right, Jason, what, what about, about you, you, Jason? So when you asked me to do this, uh, the reason I thought you asked me to do it was because I've pretty much burn myself out at work. Yeah. Um, you were talking about it and that it, I don't think you discussed it this past Sunday as much, but I remember you telling me a little bit about it and I had been thinking, what's a good episode to get Jason in on. Mm-hmm. And originally we had this idea 
last last week when we were recording to do two to like get caught up because we were on a trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then by pure happenstance, Jessica uh, needed me back at the house. And so uh, we actually couldn't do the, the other episode. Then we were at church and I was like, oh, I think the, the reason we didn't record is because we need to get Jason in on this. So, yeah, it all turned out really good. I think that you're here for this particular episode. Not saying that you seem stressed or anything, but yeah, you know, it is. <laughs> yeah. So uh, working on a big project at work and uh, ended up spending a lot of evenings at Lexmark. At, at Lexmark. Okay, yeah. yeah. And uh, um, really just it was starting to take a toll. I could really tell that if I didn't slow down, I was probably going to end up with shingles or something. Yeah. I don't know, which I, I have had from stress related work. So, uh, um, also I've spent about three and a half months out of the past year over in China. Yeah. And so uh, a lot of that, um, oh. is long days over there. And the it, flight, and how long the, is the flight? Uh, usually from the time you leave, Lexington or leave your front door until the time you get to your hotel room, you're usually looking well over a day. I think my last 24 hours over 24 hours. Oh Oh, boy. Yeah. Um, last trip, I think it was 29 or 30 hours by the time. Cause I had to land in Shenzhen, China, catch subway, catch a train. Um, (laughs) So yeah, it's pretty brutal. Hopefully you get to sleep on the plane on the way. What you can. Yeah. Even, It's just hard to sleep on a plane. Is it okay for uh, the audience to hear a little bit about what you do uh, over there at Lexmark? Yeah, yeah. So uh, basically I work on the, uh, it's the laser print head and a laser printer. Mm -hmm. Um, It is what creates and shoots the laser that makes the image on the photoconducting drum. The photoconducting drum picks up toner and charge and lays down an image, then you fuse that with a fuser and that's how you end up with a color print on a, uh, from a laser printer. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds cooler in some ways than I work <laughs> with lasers, but they're like the most you could do yeah. is like maybe blind yourself with these things. Yeah. And you know, you don't get to I'm like, using, burn holes in I get walls. to use experimental lasers at work. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a D and D player, there is this thing called, uh, color spray where you just oh, yeah? spray a guy and they've blinded in the eye. Isn't that a Nintendo game with the splat people? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, so, okay. So you, what, uh, uh, you come out with like new updated like lasers or. I said, we're constantly trying to either go faster, right. Less expensive. Yeah. Um, improve quality. And so, uh, we had a big, big challenge on this last product and it's going to be coming out soon. Uh, but we took, took a lot more risk which was a lot of fun as an engineer. It's, yeah. you know, if you, Oh just, yeah. Jason's an engineer. Yes. He fixed my front porch. It was really so, impressive. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'll so tell you that like a hydraulic, like lift. On no, the porch no, nothing, no, nothing. no, 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 no. It's funny because when, in, <laughs> when you, you know, you have an engineer when they do something that looks really, really simple. Sure. But you can tell that their brain was moving so fast that the simple solution <laughs> came immediately. <laughs> like uh, the bottom beam, like you have like a six, six by two or uh-huh. eight by two beams underneath our porch. And it's at like a slant. And my, uh, my stepdad fell off of the roof and smashed into it oh. and like broke the beam. And Jason was like, 
I was like, Jason, I know you said you want to come volunteer to paint today, but we might have to cancel because our porch is broken. He's like, where do you live? Came over, he's like, oh, can I use this table saw? And he like gets under there and he's like, that should uh, actually uh, bear a little bit more weight than it did before. So that should be fine. And I'm like, I wait, wait, it. wait, what? I thought this was broken. So anyway, continue. That was a long footnote. Yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm the team lead. I'm a mechanical engineer by trade, but uh, I've got... Uh, optical engineers, uh-huh. electrical engineers, firmware, and uh, all together, we got a lot of smart people, smarter than me, that I work with. And uh, uh, it takes a big team just to create one of the modules. Let a lot of brain power in one room. Yeah, some of the people I work with yeah. in PhDs in uh, either uh, optics or in electrical engineering, mechanical engineering. So uh, one of our patrons, crew. Bob Keith, worked for Lexmark. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. There and was there for a while. He's yeah. coder guy. <laughs> he's um yeah. he's much a brainy guy as well. Like I'm not saying you know that's more with computers and programming. He's and more of a networking web, guy. Web stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, it takes all kinds of Lexmark. Apparently, it seems like you yeah, you need all effort. kinds of minds over there. You do. You do. <laughs> yep. So so with this project, let me just ask you because we're we're wanting to talk about this burnout idea today. So with this project, what was it that kind of got you? So I would say long hours yeah. away from family. I think if I were younger, didn't have a family, I probably would have plowed on through. Right. Because I enjoy what I do. Yeah. I mean, I really, I enjoy designing things, yeah. trying to fix problems because nothing's ever the way you think it is. Yeah. And so I really enjoy it. But probably the, probably the biggest thing is just time away from family really took a toll on me. Right. And uh, probably November time frame, I was like, I have got to slow down. I've got to spend more time with my family. And one of the yeah. guys that's a good Christian guy that I work with, who's done well at Lexmark, he gave me the advice. He said, stop it. He said, <laughs> he said, I did the same thing you're doing right now on a previous program that we had released. And he said, before I knew it, I missed two years in my kid's life. And he said, those are two years. And he said, it's like they were, some of the kids were like six to eight, eight to 10. Yeah. And he said, those are some of the best years of a kid's life and you missed it. And he said, don't do what I did. Yeah. And so it was good to have good Christian counsel because some people may have said, hey, keep, you know, keep going, try to, try to be the top guy in the company or whatever. And, and my friends are saying, slow down, man, watch what's important. Yeah. Right. So before I, I'll just, I'll make mine quick, but before I share that, I, I'll, I'll reshare this uh, scripture that we read last time, which I think is even more pertinent now. And it's um, Mark six, uh, starting in uh, verse 30. Uh, it's a right at that time when Jesus is going to feed the 5,000. And it says the apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then because so many people were coming and going, like imagine all like thousands of people like coming up to 12 apostles and Jesus and like bugging them about how like, yeah. like, Ooh, you're going to teach stuff and whatever. And they're organizing like what to do with them and how to get them fed. And it says, uh, there were so, there were so many people coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat. And mm-hmm. he said, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. But going on even from there. So they went by themselves in a boat to a (laughs) solitary space, but many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all over town and like went ahead of them. 
And then, of course, Jesus was like, well, I guess I better teach them now. And so <laughs> these apostles who were spending so much time doing ministry, so much time with kind of doing what they hoped uh, Jesus and God was expecting of them, that they realized they hadn't eaten anything. And Whenever like, I hear you read that about the crowds, I just think about uh, the Beatles or whatever. Like yeah. Famous footage where they're like running and imagine a, like band. a thousand teenage <laughs> girls just like, <laughs> yeah, Jesus, Jesus was a rock star in a lot of ways, yeah. but he was like the one that was also the uh, misunderstood rock star that was actually like awesome and so not the Kurt Cobain not the oh yeah right <laughs> not Justin Bieber we're not comparing <laughs> Kurt Cobain to Jesus or vice versa but um but so that that what you're describing this long project um best intentions to support your family to um to work with a team with something that you're good at and you're passionate at you yeah. realize somewhere along the way you haven't eaten in a day or uh, you haven't even gotten up to stretch your legs or <laughs> you're like, what am I doing? Like we're doing all this work and it's good. So we want to get right. lost in it. So, so um, I was going to talk about a different thing, but I will say this. I'll say uh, recently things have gotten really burny burnouty for me. Yeah. And uh, I, I won't go into too much detail, but we've had like car problems where both of our cars have been out of commission. We've had, uh, some financial stuff going on. That's like a constant thing we need to keep up with. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I have all of these things that I take on, which we should, we we're going to get to that in a minute, but like me having this servant's heart, I take on these things, but now there's like a pretext to that. Some of the things I'm doing, I'm, I'm getting paid to yeah. do. And so it's like valuable time for my family. And then, I turn around one night and I'm cooking dinner and I forget that I was supposed to go and pick up my wife because we only have one drivable car. (laughs) And then I realize I'm like, my life is falling apart. I forgot to pick my wife up at work and I'm like, have an oven door open. I'm about to put food in. The dog is like needing to go out. I'm slipping. Yeah. You "Ah!" used a, you used an image to describe this to me one time. Um, and you called it spinning plates. Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm the spinning plates guy. Well, I've, I've used that before in a sermon illustration when I was preaching to college kids. If you've ever seen that act, Awesome. I think I had to show act. them a video of it because I'm not sure if they. Yeah, knew like what I was nobody knows about. that reference anymore because it's like an old, like kind of magic trick or thing you'd see in Vegas in the '80s. But um, this this idea that the only There's way not to, enough plate spinners these days. <laughs> the only way to make sure that trick works right with the nine or ten or however many plates you have is to yeah. constantly run back and forth and re-spin them. Yeah, and if you let one of them go, they fall to the ground and are destroyed. Yeah. And so the fallacy is that you just need to make sure they keep spinning when really the problem is that you need to let them go. Yeah. Uh, and step away, which we talked about with Brian a little bit, like stepping down from things. And so. All right. So taking a step back. It's needed. Yeah. So, Zach, are you going to talk us through this article a little bit? Cause, um, uh, or, or let's, let's skip that. OK. We, we read some burnout facts already. Yeah, we did. And I can put them on the thing. I did want to talk about. um the spinning plates and kind of learning how to prioritize. I had a scripture yeah. that I didn't put in the notes. Okay. Um, yeah. But uh, it's in John 11 and it's when Jesus first hears about um, the fact that Lazarus is sick. Okay. So uh, in John 11. Me and, me and Jason are actually going to turn there. Like sure, it's a yeah, sermon. Yeah. Okay. So John 11 uh, verses one through three is just, um, 
Mary and her sister Martha, and they come up to Jesus and they say, Lord, the one you love is sick, talking about their brother Lazarus. Mm-hmm. Uh, in verse 4 it says, When he heard this, Jesus said, This sickness will not end in death. No, it is for God's glory, so that God's Son may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus, so when he heard that Lazarus was sick, he stayed where he was two more days. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> I'm sure that looked loving to them. Um, and then he said to his disciples, let us go back to Judea. That's where Lazarus was. So um, why do you think Jesus hesitated to go and see Lazarus? I think, like, I'm... I would love to hear what you think, but yeah. if, if to me, it seems like Jesus knew that right then it wasn't a priority for him that he needed to, to do that. The but timing wasn't right. Maybe the timing wasn't right. Yeah. So there's a pamphlet. I'm not sure if I have a copy of it or not. Um, but it's one of my favorite, like little, little pieces of literature. It's called tyranny of the urgent. And it's like, just like a little track thing. Like you can literally buy it on Amazon for like 80 cents or something. Right. Um, but it has that scripture in there and it kind of goes through, um, And the point that um, this uh, little pamphlet makes is that uh, Jesus was learning how to discern what was important versus what was urgent. It's just because something seems urgent or people are making a big deal out of it or freaking out um, does not mean that it is important. What was more important in this story was that Jesus arrived after Lazarus was already dead so that he could raise him from the dead. That's what right. the story goes on to tell about. Right. Um, and, and he even says that let's give it two more days, but he's going to die. He's going to give it two more days. <laughs> yeah. But he says the sickness will not end in death. It is for God's glory that God's son may be glorified through it. It was so that he could um, show a, them that he could do a miracle that nobody yeah. else could do, raising somebody from the dead. That's right. never been done. Uh, and so, Yeah. So I think one thing that's fascinating is if you take a look at all the times Jesus is interacting with people, almost every time he is getting interrupted. Yeah. He is walking and they run up and it's the woman yeah. touching his hem Cloak. of his garment. Yeah. It's Nicodemus yeah. or, or, you know, coming. It's, it's people coming to him. And uh, I was actually, I used to be like OCD about being places on time. And yeah. like, you'd be talking to me and you'd be telling me that your grandmother had just died. I'd look at my watch, go, I got to go see you. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I, I realized I need to stop this yeah. because a lot of ministry takes place, you know, when you're not expecting it, when you're on, yeah. when you're, when you're walking somewhere. And so I, from that day on, I stopped carrying a watch and I would spend more time with people talking to them about God because I realized that's, that's what I needed to do. Mm. I, I will also say this. I'm not trying to, uh, you know, just shower you with praise or anything. <laughs> but I was telling Zach about you today. Why not? <laughs> I, well, I, I, I don't mind, but uh, I don't mind being uh, praising people. But uh, <laughs> the one thing I told Zach about you that I very much enjoy in Jessica and I loved getting to know you more through Center is my van. No, no. Oh, we van. haven't even talked about no, the van yet. Yeah. I don't uh, want to derail with that. I just thought I'd try to be funny there. Um, so the, so the, uh, yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> we derail all the time as you can tell, but, uh, no, the thing about you is, uh, that me and Jessica like is that, um, you, you are very like, this is how I feel about it. this. Is what I believe that I've studied and I, I learned this and somebody could say, I don't know if I agree with you and you go, okay, that's great. Go read the scripture. That's fine with me. 
And yeah. that's like it's very refreshing in this time and day for for somebody who uh, it, for somebody like me who gets stressed out by people that are very overbearing about their opinion and won't like let it go. And you seem like a guy who's like, I can let this go. I don't need you to like. We have to yeah. remember it, the Bible says, let each man be convinced in his own heart. Absolutely. Yeah. And and so that's another form of rest. I was going to say is being able to relinquish control sure. of the argument yeah. and yeah. not. So, but like, uh, I'm sorry, that's, it's not exactly on topic, but that's just something I appreciate about you. And you mentioned a, a story thing. And, um, Good. so, so this, um, so Zach, you were talking about spinning plates. I used to say that all the time to Jake. Yeah. And um, if we go back to this ministry thing, so the idea of us being all in ministry, um, the the resentment that comes when you realize that Sunday is the day you want to rest yeah. and you have to go there at eight yeah. in the morning and do all of this work. Yeah. Suddenly something changes and it turns from being a ministry into yeah. something else. And that's like that's our big issue as far as and Christians you know, go. Um, and I love uh, Jason's story about uh, the projects at work. Um, burnout can happen even if you're passionate still. Absolutely. You know, can. like that's that's what's crazy about it is you can be convinced to like go along and keep working um, to your own detriment because it's good. Absolutely. Um, or you can be burned out emotionally. Billy Graham, I think, at one time had to step back from his ministry because he said that uh they were doing all these big revivals in these yeah. stadiums and his wife comes in and, or a relative comes in. This little boy hops up in his arms and he's like, Hey little fella, who are you? And yeah. it was his own son. Oh no. <laughs> oh really? He, he hadn't seen him. Hadn't been paying attention to him. Dang. And so he said, I've got to step. And I love the fact that he said, I've got to step back from this. Yeah. I mean, I think That's humility again. Yeah. We could share yeah. stories all day. I think all three of us have had these like ministry burnouts or just work burnouts and stuff. Yeah. But recognizing it is like the first step in the right direction, yeah, yeah. I think. And th- I mean, that's not just a scriptural thing. That's a just a universal yeah. like what acknowledging you have a problem. Yeah. Right, the right, right. First step. Um, yeah. And and I think that what's rough about, and and this is not a complaining millennial statement necessarily, but it is something I think everybody agrees to is that there are times when you just feel burned out and you're not doing anything. Yeah. Like I think this world produces that kind of like mentality of like, Oh, well I'm just resigned to be tired and like stressed out half the time of my life. And so when I asked that question on Facebook, uh, the the first lady that responded to this, uh, when's the the last time responded? On, yeah, the first lady, <laughs> the uh, the first person that responded on there was this woman, and she said, "Because uh, the the question we asked on Facebook for anybody who hasn't seen it yet is, um, uh, when is the last time you rested on a Sabbath?" Yeah, and the first person that replied and said, uh, "I have," she said something like, "I have a bunch of kids, so yeah. I I haven't had a chance to rest yeah. in a long time," yeah. and I said. I said, that sounds brutal. And then she said, my kids are adults now and I still feel like I, I don't get yeah, any rest or something. Yeah. And I was like, she, she kept going on about this thing. And my first response was to say, but your kids bugging you now that they're adults, isn't that like a blessing? Yeah. <laughs> and then they she could, was like, they no. They could forget to call you. <laughs> no, yeah. now I'm burned out and I'm, I right. thought I'd be done with this by yeah. now, you know? Yeah. And it's this. Well, the grass is always greener on the other side too. Yeah. <laughs> and I just remember thinking in that moment when I was reading that, I was like, when is the last time I felt rested like at all? Mm, yeah. You know? 
it's just in general felt rested. And I think that's kind of what God was going on about when he, when he mentions the Sabbath so many times, and then Jesus later, you know, uh, uh, talking to people about observing the Sabbath is just that, that we, we are going to get so tired that we're not going to be able to do it. Aside from the Sabbath glorifying God, which it's obviously meant to do. It is for us. Jesus even says that Sabbath is for you. Yeah. It, it's for us so we don't burn out. Exactly. And what's amazing, you guys, I'm sure hit on this. That was a big deal to break, to oh, yeah. break the Sabbath. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a huge, the huge Pharisees, deal. The Pharisees try and gig Jesus on it a few times. Well, they were adding more work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. They were avo- doing so much to avoid work that it was causing work and stress. And so, you know... Uh, the, the the issue, I think, is that we're always going to be tired. But, yeah. But there is some scripture, and I'm going to read this one that I really like from Matthew, but there is some scripture that talks about how you can get some of that rest that you need. Yeah. And so I'll read here in Matthew 11, starting in verse, let's see, I think it starts in 27 for me. So I'll start there. Matthew 11, 27 says, in my NIV, it says, All things have been committed to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, or in heavy laden, Yeah, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for yeah. I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find, the, find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And so... <laughs> I'm trying to tie this in here in a, in a nice, elegant way, but I want to say that um, there are times when stress is like overloading me yeah. mentally, physically. And if you just take a minute, take a quiet moment, like like the song we read earlier and, and have a private moment with Jesus, you kind of get that revitalization. Yeah. So at least you get a little bit of a centered mindset. You I guess worry of, is another way that we can burn out. Right. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. My wife can tell you that worry is a way. To right. Uh, yeah. But so like um, the best time I ever heard a sermon or a devotion or whatever on that, I can't remember. It was a pastor in Haiti and he was preaching to a bunch of Americans and he used that scripture. Don't be don't be weary. Um, don't worry. And, and um I, I just remember being really impacted by that because I was like, well, um, you know, your community has a lot of things to worry about, <laughs> but your encouragement is us. Like, no, don't worry. You know, take it from us. Yeah. These Haitians down here. Um, <laughs> I, Jesus I, doesn't want you to worry or fret about tomorrow. I didn't write this scripture down, but the other really great one is the one where it's uh, the birds are, yeah. they sow and they, they put up things for this and, and they don't worry about, what's going on tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. And there's that, and it goes on to talk about how people worry about what clothes and what food they're going to eat. But, right. uh, and, and that's an issue for me because I have all these financial things. I've got yeah. cars that don't work and I don't know how I'm going to get to work, but I, I, I'll say that God's pulled me through all of it. <laughs> that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. All right. So, um, I'll ask a final thing and then we'll ask Jason the fun question. Okay. So real quick, let's go around and, what do you guys think would be some good ways that we could find time to rest? Cause just avoiding burnout in yeah. general. How do you avoid burning out? Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think? Well, I'll start with you, Jason. What do you think? 
that's a good one. Um, <laughs> sit here back in my brain. Yeah. No, well, it doesn't yeah. have to be like I'm just saying. Like, what? Are, okay, how about this? What are some ways that you found are helpful to avoid yeah. burning it? Yeah, uh, definitely just spending time with family, getting away. Um, trips. One of the reasons I like Retreats. to take trips yeah. is because you have an awesome van. Well, that's part that of it. Awesome van. But uh, <laughs> the, the the more important thing, and this is really true, if I'm at the house, if I do like a staycation. Yeah. I know that there is something I need to fix in the house. <laughs> there, yeah. There's, yeah. there's drywall. There's tile yeah. that I yeah. want to do. I don't like staycations. And, and, and when I'm somewhere else, I just have to resign my, you know, resign that fact that it's not going to happen. Let it go. Let that yeah. plate drop. And, and <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Just let it go, and, and just relax. If you're and, on the road, you me, can't fix the house. Yeah. Now I exactly. wish I could do that <laughs> more. I wish yeah. I could stay at home yeah. and not, you know, get yeah. all upset about stuff not being done. You need to engineer a Jason robot. Oh, spelled R O W E dash Yeah, that can fix things. So, what about you, Zach? What do you think? Yeah. Um, What's well, a, what are some ways you found that help you to avoid getting burned out? Yeah, I um, I try to have a realistic expectation of myself because that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, what I was doing a while back last fall, um, I downloaded this app where you could make a to do list and like check things off. And I found that I was putting too many things on the to-do list so much that I couldn't finish them all. And so every day I'd have uh, one or two things, maybe three things pile up that I couldn't get done that day. And I'd have to say, oh, I got to swipe that over to tomorrow. Oh, now I feel like crap because I didn't finish everything on my list. (laughs) So I've had to um, I've had to pare back and be like, okay, you know, you can only do a certain number of things today <laughs> right? because yeah. they take time. And I used to do the same thing at work. I would come in yeah. Monday morning, sit down and say, what do I want to accomplish today? Got your to-do and list. And I would make my to-do list for that day. And I found after two years of doing this, if I could accomplish that list by Friday, I was doing well. Yeah. So it was a Monday oh. <laughs> list. But if yeah. I could get it all, just because yeah, life and work, people, yep. people come in, interrupt and... Yeah. Things happen. Your car right. breaks. Things down take longer. Than it always you think. takes longer. Yeah, absolutely. Always. Yeah, yeah. So um, having more realistic expectations, so I don't make myself feel bad for not finishing everything I said I was going to finish. Right. I guess for me it would be. Um, <laughs> I don't know yeah. what to do. No, uh, <laughs> Jake, Jake Lee, and then funny enough, Corey uh, from <laughs> Slavshia. <laughs> told me some really good advice, uh, which is funny because at the time he was telling me it for a different kind of reason, but the, the God was speaking <laughs> through him, <laughs> uh, Corey Crouch. And so he, so Jake told me as a married couple, it's important to schedule time where during that time you don't have anything uh-huh. scheduled. Intentional. He yeah. said, take like schedule an hour where you don't have anything to do. Yeah. Or throughout the week in fi- like he he was doing our wedding counseling and I was like, I'll fi- I'll find something to do in that hour. Yeah. He's like, no, like schedule it and then don't do anything. Yeah. You'll find out how therapeutic that is. And I was like, OK. And so I've, I there's times when I get off work early and I go home and before I cook, I take like an hour and I just kind of like chill out. Yeah. You and, need those little retreats. And yep. then my brain doesn't yeah. like explode in my head. And me and you will get on a video game occasionally. Yeah. I mean, we'll get online and play for a couple hours. It's funny because just... uh, 
necessary. <laughs> it's funny because uh, the generation that we, you and I grew up with, like the grandparents yeah. would say like, Oh, you know, why, why are you on this game? Like, yeah. like, but they didn't understand that yeah. video games for us was like books for them uh, or whatever. I think of it as my version of golf because I yeah. can't play golf. So <laughs> you've uh, tried. So we can, so we go and we I've tried to get him out there on the course civilization or Minecraft back in the day. But you and, know, uh, it's, yeah, it's 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 a scheduled thing. And then, of course, uh, Corey Crouch one time like took me in the back of Softshoe and had a, like a nice talk with me. Yeah, because I was telling him that I was planning a trip for my anniversary with Jessica. But I told him that we only had like we were only going to just go to this hotel and then like do uh, like one or two things in Indianapolis. Yeah. And he was like, you know what you should do? And I was like, when he's like, you should spend like more money than you think you need to spend. And mm. I said, why? And he said, because your wife and you deserve to have like the yeah. most relaxing time possible. And he's, and he said, uh, I recently went on a cruise with my wife, Mary, he went on this cruise and he said, uh, he spent a lot more money than he thought he needed to spend. He was like not prepared to spend that. Yeah. And then when he was on the trip, he was like, I didn't have to worry about anything. It was like an all inclusive cruise. Yeah. And then he's like, that's a good way to do it. And he was like, it was worth it to not have to worry about anything. Right. And so I took his advice and got like a four star Ramada with like a, like a nice big bath hey, in the, like nice. the room and stuff. And then, nice I, job. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what, yeah. Jessica, Corey was right. Yeah. I need to be able to not worry about Fancy. things because in the past it would be like a small shower. Yeah. I couldn't quite fit in there. Or, mm-hmm. And then, uh, room smelled like smoke. Jessica was like, I'm getting a headache. And so, <laughs> When my parents first moved to Florida, they um, they lived in a house that was in just like a regular neighborhood, just like a, you know, like a three bedroom ranch house. Um, but the Ritz Carlton was right down the street. It was super weird. It was like all these like 50s and 60s style houses and the Ritz Carlton right there. But, you know, it was always nice because if you wanted to go and just have an $18 cheeseburger and watch the ocean for a while. You just uh, hop on down to the Ritz, valet, park your car. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, all, all of that was to just to say that, like, w- just echoing what you said, Zach, it's uh, yeah. about being intentional yeah. about your rest. Like, yes. no, don't just say, I'll plan this trip and then the whole time you're stressed because this, schedule it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, seriously. this well, this trip we just took for our 10 <laughs> year anniversary. There were times when I was like. We plan to do all this stuff every single day. And honestly, I just want to sit here and relax at, the, yeah. at this cabin yeah. that we got. And so there were days where we just did that. Jessica awesome. and me brought the PS4 and she got to play her birthday gift, there which is a new Resident Evil <laughs> game. And so it was just Resident like. Resident Evil in a hotel. <laughs> well, it was actually a really nice cabin oh, okay. that my mom yeah, set yeah. up for us. Okay. So <laughs> take that take that uh, as you will, listeners. Um I guess the point we're making is that we want everybody to try and be intentional about getting the rest that they need. It is okay to take it. You must take it. Actually obligation should never supersede your ability to function correctly. Uh, during ministry, if you spend yourself, you're no good to anybody anyway. Super, super He's no good to me. Yeah. Did. All right. So final question, Zach, you want to ask question. him, Jason, I don't know if Colin prepped you for this, but there's a very important question that we ask. Every single guest. Okay. Um, what do you think needs to change about the church? And I mean the church, every, all Christians. Could be something local, could be something uh, do away the with world, could ad. be something we don't do well or something we need to do, start doing. Yeah, so he prepped me, told me what the question was, and I gave it a lot of thought. Okay. And what I love is where our conversation went today because it ended up 
coming out with with my answer, and that is being able to go and study the word. If, yeah. Uh, to, for people to get in, forget what they think, and go see what God says. To be Bereans, to go, because um, I think if we do that, and we're doing, we may not agree on the mode or method of baptism, but if we're both willing to go study it. Yeah, and recognize that you're in a different place right. than me, and I'm not accountable for you. you that's it between you and God. Mm-hmm. I think the church would mesh so much better instead of being yeah. so divided like we are today, and relying more on what we think and feel, yeah, rather than what God says. I absolutely agree. Wow, that's a yeah. very wrapped a up package answer. right there. Some people like they're like they need their time, but I, I like yeah, that you had to that. It. Yeah. Um, we've had so many people answer and it kind of reminds me of what Jake said. The ex, uh, no, I'm sorry. That was Aaron that said exegesis of the scriptures. Yeah. And, uh, study the scriptures. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just, I, I echo that a hundred percent. I think that oftentimes, uh, in today's world, we have Christians and non-Christians that will read just enough to make their argument make sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so really, when do you guys read the scripture? What do you mean? Like when well, that's a big challenge in our week? Yeah. Yes. Like, like how, how often just how yeah. often what yeah well yeah. Our, my big my biggest thing is like at night after work yeah like there'll be nights when me and jessica are just chilling out watching a show or something like that and i always have my bible like right here on the nightstand where close to where i sit and so just like randomly i just like grab yeah. it yeah and i'll just start flipping through but honestly for me it's uh when we prep for the podcast now we've been reading more scripture than we ever have yeah Right. Like we do like constant, constant, uh, like research yeah. for the subject matter. So I would say this podcast actually kind of pushed me to read more scripture than I normally read. Good. Yeah. Which is good. What about you? Me? <laughs> oh, <laughs> He's Zach, asking go, us. Zach, yeah. go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I like that. I like yeah. that we got asked the question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will admit that I've been terribly inconsistent about getting into scripture for a long time, basically my whole life. Uh, since I've met Jesus, it's been constant struggle. No, I need to get into it. Um, what's interesting is I started doing a side job where I have to get up very early in the morning and teach uh, children in China. They are in the Chinese time zone, so they're taking their lessons at like 6 o'clock, these little very basic English lessons. 6 o'clock p.m. their time is 6 o'clock a.m. here. Yeah. So I'm up at like 6, 7 in the morning. Uh, getting ready and doing lessons and things. And that has really helped me because there will sometimes just be like a little half an hour break between sessions or I'll get done at like 8.30 if there's nobody taking the later class. Um, and that's where I'll find time to stick a little bit of Bible study in. And All right, that's so been, a, a study I've just seen recently showed that people that study, read the Bible in the morning yeah, are the most consistent um, over time to stay in the word. Oh, really? Okay. And, and I know for myself, I used to do it in the evenings, but you get busy, something drags on mm-hmm. and it gets pushed and you're like, well, yeah, I'm, I'm I've never go, been I'm able to, go stick to go to, to it in the evening. And so the yeah. morning time it, when I first started doing it, I would literally, I kid you not, I was having to read the Bible with one yeah. eye closed because my eyes were crossing. Yeah. And, but over time I kind of got used to it. Um, caffeine helps a lot. Uh, coffee, <laughs> But uh, it actually is what gets me out of the bed in the yeah. morning. I sit there and go, I get to read the Bible. And I and I get out of yeah. bed looking forward to that time now, my favorite time of the day. So maybe that's, that's something great. we can add to yeah. his answer of uh, like what's something the church community can do. Get up in the morning, read that Bible. Yeah. 
But yeah, so uh, awesome. thank you, Jason, so much for being here. We have to uh, wrap it up. But uh, um, we just uh, we want to say thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you for uh, stopping in and uh, checking us out. Please continue to download the podcast on whatever. You're now on YouTube. Isn't that crazy? Oh, yeah. We're on YouTube. I forgot yeah. to. You know, awesome. We don't really have videos yet. I know it's super cool and we popular. We have one video. We have two or three live videos and oh, then one on Patreon yeah. video. But um, I know we're not cool enough to be like a uh, video podcast yet. But uh, we uh, we just want to say we appreciate everybody who's yeah, commented, who's listening. What would really help us out is if whatever uh, social media you use, go ahead and leave us like a review. Like Facebook has a place where you can put like uh, stars and then say like, hey, these guys are great. Don't have, literally will take you five seconds Go ahead and leave that because that helps us out. And uh, yeah, we just uh, we continue to ask that you guys can support us in any way you see fit. But uh, Patreon is a great way to do that. Or um, you can uh, message us. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like when you send somebody on a mission trip overseas, you kind of send them with a little support. So we'll just uh, continue to ask humbly and gracefully for that same support to help us continue to do what we do best. And so uh, we We appreciate all of you guys. We really do. And Um, thanks, Jason, for coming on. Thank you for having me. Thank you, buddy. I enjoyed it. All right, man. We will see you all next time. God bless. See you later.